Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church Podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message. Hey, we've been in a series called Blessed uh, for the month of November. For the last three weeks, we've been learning about what Jesus said in Acts 20, 35, where he said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Jesus often does this to us. He turns the tables on the way that we think and the way that we see something, and he helps us see it a different way. He said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. He doesn't say it's not blessed to receive. We still feel blessed when we receive, but he said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So before we get into the message, would you just pray with me really quickly this morning? God, thank you for today. Thank you for November 26th. Thank you for all of the food that we have all consumed over the past couple of days. And I pray, God, that it wouldn't block our hearts and minds from receiving your word this morning. But may we be better after this message. May we take what we learned this morning and apply it to our lives. God, it's not about how much we know. It's about how much we put into action. And I pray that you would help us to do that today, to make us your people and the best representation of your people. In Jesus' name, the church said, Amen. Hey, I, I wanted to bring, it's after Thanksgiving. We've already been um, in this blessed series for three weeks now. And I wanted to bring just a very encouraging, so really feel good message to us this morning. So we can just cap off this blessed series, just feeling really good, flying high on cloud nine. And so the title of my message today, if you want to write it down, is get out of your own way. All right. There you go. Hey, there's, a, there's an old band with a new album out. Um, the band's called U2, and I was listening to them over the past couple of weeks, and they're, they're releasing their album in a really frustratingly way. They, um, they're not releasing the whole thing at once. They're releasing it one track at a time. And so if you're like me, I want my favorite band to release their whole, uh, like a full-length album every week because I, I just, I wear the last one out, and I'm ready for some new material, you know? So I'm, leading, I'm, I'm reading through the track list. Um, I'm a songwriter and I like to see what other uh, bands are titling their songs. And so I'm reading through the, the track list, and I get down to this track. I think it's about track six or seven, and it says, get out of your own way. And I thought, how offensive. Like, why would you title a song, get out of your own way? Like, you want me to listen to this song, right? I'm slightly offended by this, by this title. So I thought it was the perfect title for my message today. So there you go. The, um, the idea is, the main idea this morning is to live blessed Hashtag blessed, what we've been talking about. To live blessed, you must get out of your own way. Have you ever tripped over your own feet? You know, God has, um, God has installed these flippers um, on the end of our legs for us that uh, help us get around, help us um, stay mobile. But you would think the longer we have them, the better at using them we would be. How many of you all know that that's not actually true? I, I took Levi actually to the, uh, the trampoline park the other day. And so we were jumping around on the trampolines and having a lot of fun. You know, he thinks I'm awesome. He really does. And, and I'm okay with this. You know, he thinks, he thinks I'm, I'm Superman. I can't do anything wrong. And uh, so we're jumping around on, these, on the trampolines the other day. And thankfully, um, there's padding everywhere, which makes it really, really nice um, if you... 
happened to have a spill. And uh, so I'm feeling really good, right? I'm showing Levi some tricks, you know, I'm, I'm doing these things. And then he's like, dad, watch me, watch me do it. He's, so he's trying to duplicate what I'm showing him. And I'm starting to feel really good. And, and I'm owning this thing that a lot of people have told me all of my life that I'm, I am built for gymnastics. I just have the perfect body type for gymnastics. Um, I've never done gymnastics as a sport ever, but I'm, I'm just feeling really good. I'm like, they're right. They're so right, you know. Uh, so I, I'm jumping around on these trampolines. My son's thinking that I'm awesome. And as soon as I start feeling really good about myself, all of a sudden my feet are not underneath me anymore. And I just fall on my face um, on, on these. They have these risers in between and they're all padded. Um, I've never been so thankful for padding in my life. And I just fall on my face. Um, get, I get up and make sure nobody saw what happened. You know, brush myself off. Um, and I'm looking around and Levi didn't see it. So he still thinks I'm cool. You know, so, so things are good. But... Um, it's like that in life sometimes we just get in our own way. We just trip over, you know, you're walking up the stairs sometimes and you just think you've done it a thousand times before and you just fall down. It's like, what happened? What happened? I should be better now the longer that I've had these things on the end of my legs to work with. You know, we start walking about the age of one, right? Most of us. Um, I, hear, I hear girls excel faster at everything. At least that's what they tell me. And so um, I'm, I'm excited for that. We're about to have a baby girl this time. And so I'm excited to see uh, the, the difference between the... Con- Y'all can clap for that if you want. I mean, it was... All right, all right. We're about to see the contrast between uh, male development and female development uh, through, the, through the years from infancy to, to adulthood. So i uh, let you know how it goes. Maybe after this message, if you amen loud enough, I'll get another opportunity to get up here and, and share with you another update in life. So amen, come on. Even if I don't make an awesome statement this morning, it's still okay to shout amen, all right? All right, it's good. That's good. Get out of your own way. Um, What I'm really saying this morning is that we've got to remove a selfish mindset. A lot of us, when we think about blessed, we think about what we, what we gain, what we have, what we keep, um, and it's really focused on ourselves. It's w- what do we have? We always look internally, right? When we think blessed, we're always evaluating ourselves instead of this. Why do we need to get out of our own way? It's because of this, because God has blessed us. We've got to know that. We've got to settle that in our hearts, that God has blessed us. But why? To be a blessing to others. God has blessed us to be a good steward of those gifts that he's placed in our lives. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, that God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use them well to serve one another. So he didn't give us the gifts to hoard them onto ourselves, but so that those gifts would be given away and that God would use them for, for others. Those around us who are watching our lives need for us to begin to live unselfishly. Need for us to start removing the filter of selfishness when it comes to blessing and feeling blessed. My first point this morning is... You can write this down. Point number one, don't chase comfort. Don't chase comfort. Often we're looking for comfort to tell us whether or not we're in God's will. You know, we we think that um, if we do enough of the right things, 
that our lives should become more and more comfortable. Just like learning how to walk with our own feet. We, we think that we should be getting better at it. That our life should be becoming more comfortable the longer that we live and the more good that we do, right? We want to think that being blessed means to be comfortable. We want to think that being blessed means that we have everything taken care of. But God doesn't necessarily want us to be comfortable all the time. Does God want us to be comfortable at all? Yes, he does, but not always. God doesn't want us to be comfortable when he's teaching us. When he's teaching us something, when he's training us. Have you ever been through an intense training? Anyone uh, come up through sports or something like a group sport activity when you were in high school or college? Training is hard. They push you for a reason to make you better, right? The pain, no pain, no gain could be the title of my message this morning. It's not. It's get out of your own way because that's better. But anyways, but sometimes pain is in our life for a reason, and sometimes there's pain in our lives because God loves us. Because God loves us, he allows some pain in our lives. God doesn't want us to be comfortable when he's teaching us. Gold isn't comfortable in the fire when it's being purified. When it's being turned into the best form and version of itself. When it's becoming the most pure and the most um, profitable. Gold isn't very comfortable in that moment. Clay, when it's being shaped by the potter, isn't very comfortable on the potter's wheel. It's getting really dizzy, and it's being reshaped, you know, this way and that way, and stuff's getting pulled from it and put on it, and God is shaping us like the potter is shaping the clay. I want us to look in the Bible at, at two people as an example. If you still don't believe me, we're going to look at the word because the word of God doesn't lie. And thankfully, I have that to stand upon this morning. I didn't have to just come up here and make up a bunch of stuff. I get to um, read from the word. So Paul and Joseph. Paul is um, a New Testament guy. And uh, we see him going about uh, planting churches. He has an apostolic gift on his life. That's what he does. He goes and plants churches. And um, an apostle, basically it's said of an apostle that they leave churches in their wake. Wherever they go, another church is planted. It's like they can't help it, but they just build churches. That's what an apostle does. And then Joseph, um, Joseph is from the OT. He's from the Old Testament. Uh, so we get a look at a New Testament character and, and an OT character this morning. So um, Paul is this guy um, who, who's planning churches. Joseph is this guy who his gift is dreams. God has given him the ability to interpret dreams. And they're both going about their lives, doing what uh, is gifted in their lives and gifted on their lives. And they both get falsely accused and thrown into prison because of the gifts that are on their lives. And this, this season for them in prison is not very comfortable. You know, they're, they're, um, if they were chasing comfort, this would fly right in the face of what they were chasing in this moment, right? Because this is not very comfortable. Falsely accused and thrown into prison. What could they have done in that moment? Going about their lives feeling like we are righteous, we are faithful to God, and we get falsely accused and thrown into prison um, they, could have, they could have given up. They could have said, this isn't what I signed up for. They could have um, thrown in the towel and said, I know now that God has forsaken me. This is the moment. This is um, the, the mark that God is not for me anymore. I'm not in his will. And they could have given up. 
because they didn't go to prison rightfully. They were falsely accused. Sometimes we can ask ourselves, isn't God supposed to protect us from stuff like this? You know, isn't God supposed to not allow this kind of a thing to happen in our lives? You know, have you ever, have you ever doubted uh, God in an uncomfortable situation? Have you ever had those thoughts like, why would I serve a God who would let this happen to me? I want to give you something to help with that this morning. My second point is remain faithful. Remain faithful. Put those two points together and it actually makes a sentence and I did that on purpose. Don't chase comfort, remain faithful. Don't chase comfort, remain faithful. Point one and point two. Remain faithful to the season that you're in. Remain faithful to the reason that God has blessed you. What has he put in your life? What has he gifted you with? We all know that we're blessed. We've heard for the last three weeks now that we're blessed. And so this is kind of the message of what are we going to do about it? How are we really going to let this impact our lives? How are we really going to live this out? Luke 12, 48 says, to whom much is given, much is required. And for every physical thing that is happening to us, there is an eternal purpose at work. For every physical thing that is going on in our lives, there is an eternal purpose at work. And if you don't believe me, we're going to look at Lazarus. If you remember the story of Lazarus, he's laying there in bed um, on his deathbed and his sisters send word to Jesus that if Jesus doesn't come quickly and heal Lazarus, that Lazarus is going to die. It's the end of his life. And Jesus is about 20 miles away from where Lazarus is laying in bed dying when he gets word from Lazarus' sisters. And Jesus chooses to stay an extra two days, 20 miles away from Lazarus. Even if you're walking, that's a couple hours, right? I mean, I drive 20 miles every day to work. Um, but even if you're walking, even if you have a donkey, uh, you can get there pretty quick in less than a day, 20 miles away. And Jesus chooses to stay two more days. So let's just say that it's twice as long as it would have taken him to get back to Lazarus. Jesus chooses to stay where he's at. And he says this in John eleven four. He says, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified. And we read that verse, this illness does not lead to death. And, and I'm, I'm asking the question as I'm looking at this scenario, I don't think Jesus is looking at the same situation that I'm looking at. Or he heard about the same situation that was told to him. Like, it's almost like the circumstances don't determine the outcome for Jesus. It's almost like he's seeing this a different way than we're seeing it. He could have been there before the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. He chose to stay two more days. He knew that Lazarus was going to die. I mean, he's God in the flesh, right? How could he not know that Lazarus was actually going to die if he stayed and didn't go heal him? But he says this doesn't lead to death. I think it's because Jesus knows something that we don't, and it's that he has a plan for us. He has a hope in the future, 
plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And he can see long term. He can see beyond the circumstance. And if we're just waiting to be comfortable and to feel more comfortable, we're going to be the roadblock. We're going to be in our own way of what God wants to do in our lives because we're chasing comfort. We need to remain faithful. The circumstances don't determine the outcome for Jesus. You know, we often don't think that we can be blessed when we're encountering suffering. We often don't think that in pain, we still have the blessing. But the blessing is this, that God would choose our lives to fulfill his purpose. That he would look down on us and of all the people sitting on the planet, God would say, that person's worthy. That person's worthy. I'll let my purpose be carried out through their life. They may have some questions in the moment, but the blessing is that God would choose us for his purpose to be fulfilled in our day and age. How many of you want to be chosen by God this morning for his purpose to be fulfilled through your life? Two and a half years ago, my family was in um, a difficult place and we found ourselves um, up against an, a season of, of being uncomfortable. And rewind back to when I was a kid. Anytime my, my family would, um, would fall onto hard times financially, we would go and move in with grandma. She had a large enough house um, to fit all of us. I'm one of 10, and so it's a rather large family. Not all of us were in the house at the same time. There's three older ones, and so they were, they were uh, out and off and married and, and all that, but there's still seven of us, and plus mom and dad, it's nine, you know, people being added to my grandmother's house, and um, they, they had enough rooms to accommodate us, so it was great, and I, there was a pattern, actually, when I was growing up, and, and any time that that would happen, we would fall onto hard times. We would move in with grandma, and, you know, when you're a kid, everything's an adventure. You know, everything's fun. Uh, nothing's uncomfortable when you're a kid. I mean, I could sleep on nails when I was a kid. It was, you know, I was like, this is fun. You know, this is exciting. I get to sleep on nails. Um, it didn't actually happen. It's just an analogy. But um, we would move in with grandma during these seasons of our life and times of our lives when we would fall on hard times. And so um, two and a half years ago, my my family was up in Indiana. We were in a, a position of ministry at a church there, and, and things started to, to go kind of bad, you know. Um, and we, we actually came on to financial hard times. It had to put our house up for sale and sell our house. And, um, and guess what? I'm an adult now. I, I've, I'm already married. I've got a career happening. I have my own kid, and, and now I'm actually moving back in with Grandma to her house. Something that I thought, you know, I had left in the past. Something that I, I thought was, uh, only happened when I was a kid. And now that I'm an adult, moving back in with grandma, it, it wasn't very fun. It wasn't the adventure. It wasn't really exciting. It really felt like a rewind. It really felt like, um, why would I serve a God that would let this happen to me? It was, it was difficult. It was um, humbling. But I felt like God told me um, in that, in that moment, we're moving into my grandma's house, and I felt like God told me um, to wake up early. And I don't know, for some of you guys, that's hard, right? <laughs> for some of us, waking up early is hard. Some of y'all like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. I get up at 4.30 every single morning, and I get ready, and that's when I go to work, and that's my life. Uh, some of us have had different experiences in life, and we've had different careers. And so uh, for me, being a musician most of my life, I like to stay up late rather than wake up early. I just really do. And so it's a challenge, you know, when God said, get up early. Um, and this is what he said, get up early and go fishing. And my grandma moved. Um, some of the men are like, yes, go fishing. That's awesome. Um, my grandma lived um, just about a mile and a half away from this strip mining area where they had decommissioned it and, and it had reforested and it was beautiful. There were all these little lakes and everything that had collected around. And so talk about reconnecting with God through nature. This was the place to do it. And so when, when God told me to wake up early and go fishing, I knew he wasn't talking about the fish. Although I was secretly hoping that he would bless me like the disciples on that morning when he walks up to them at the boat and they'd been fishing all night and hadn't caught anything. And then he said, just throw your net in one more time. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. And so then they pull out and their net is ripping because they're pulling out all of these fish. You know, I thought every time I cast my line in, I'm going to get a five pound bass on that hook and it's going to be the best experience of my life. Um, it didn't happen like that. I caught one fish and it was about this big. And that's, that's not a fishing story. So, um, so I knew it wasn't about the fish. I knew God was telling me, he was challenging me. He was saying, get up early. I need you to seek me. I need you to go out um, by the lakes, and I need you to not worry about the fishing. Honestly, some mornings I didn't even get my pole out of the car. Um, and so I was just praying, seeking God for direction for the next, uh, the next step and the next phase, and really felt like he gave us the right direction and the right decision to make through that moment. And it was to, to come back to Texas and to be uh, with, our, with our family again and to come back to Grace Avenue Church. I had no idea what was lying in front of us um, on our way back. Pastor Daniel and I had had a few phone calls and it was really just talking about what was going on up in Indiana. Um, we had not had any conversations about me coming on staff at the church here uh, before we moved back. And so I feel like this was just a moment where God said, uh, you have your decision, but remain faithful. You know, I told the first service that um, it's how you leave one season, you enter the next. God wants us to walk through transitions in life and do it well and remain faithful to the gifts that he's placed on our lives because it's for a reason. I want to tell you this, that um, for every physical thing that is happening to us, there is an eternal purpose. I know I told you that before, but I want you to write it down. I want you to get it in your mind because you know, the beauty of that story of us needing to move in with grandma's house is we get to spend the last few months of her life uh, with her. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, some of my family actually says that I'm grandma's favorite and I own that too. Um, and it, and it was neat. And maybe it's true because, because I'm the one who got to spend, you know, those final months with her in her home. And it was really humbling for me and my family to move back in with grandma, but it was also, uh, my sister's here. So this is tough. Um, it was, it was also great because we got to experience those moments with her. And I just got to find a greater sense of, of what God's eternal purpose does in each moment. Wow. You know, in each difficult, humbling moment of our lives. I don't, know, I don't know exactly what God was doing at the trampoline park when I fell on my face. But <laughs> maybe, it was just, maybe it was just content for this message. So it's really good. Hey, uh, 
fast forward. So we're, we're looking at Paul and we're looking at Joseph. We're looking at their lives and we're seeing that, that they're both thrown into prison in very uncomfortable situations. But they, you know what? They handle it really well. Paul continues to write 13 books of the 27 books in the New Testament, remaining faithful to his gift. Joseph could have said, I'm uh, there's, there's two people that come up to him in the prison when Joseph is sitting there in the prison, and, and they're both distraught. And he asked them, why is your face so so uh, downtrodden? And they said, well, we, we both had dreams last night, and we, we can't interpret them. We don't know what they mean. And instead of uh, Joseph saying, you know what? I'm tired of dreams. Dreams have been plaguing me since my childhood. I don't want to talk about dreams anymore. He could have even had this internal wrestling going on. It's like um, dreams have been a curse on my life, not a blessing to my life. He could have seen that what God had gifted him with wasn't a blessing. It was actually a curse. And so he could have like not even told them, hey, um, I know that God interprets dreams, but he did. He remained faithful to the gift that God had put on his life. And he said, um, I know what your dreams are about. And then he told them what their dreams were about. And one of them, the cupbearer, actually gets to go back and be reinstated into his position. The other one met not such a great end. But um, he told the cupbearer, he said, God's going to reposition you and put you back into your position. Would you remember me? Um, if, if it ever comes up, would you remember me? Would you give, put in a good word for me to Pharaoh? Um, so that he would know that I'm still here. You know, he put me in here a while back and, and I'm still here. Would you let him know that I'm still here? And two years passed by from the time that this cupbearer gets reinstated to the time that uh, Pharaoh has a dream. And the cupbearer is coming up to Pharaoh one day and realizes, uh, you know, that he's distraught. And they're talking about the dreams. And all the magicians from all around had come and could not interpret the dreams. And this cupbearer says, hey, I know someone who can interpret dreams. Let's bring him in here. So two years after this cupbearer gets reinstated, Joseph is still there. It says that he had grown out like a really long, like two-year-old beard. And he had to shave himself before he went to the king. I just thought that was a neat little blurb. He could have given, maybe that was his, maybe that was his, his, uh, his surrender. You know, God, I'm done. Yeah, I'm just going to stop shaving. You know, I'm done. This is over. But he gets reinstated. The cupbearer gets reinstated. He brings Joseph in. Joseph gets placed in the second highest position in all of the land to rule over. Pharaoh says, you are in charge only second to me. Everyone in this land is subject to your rule and your dominion. And it saves Joseph, the very thing that God had put on his life when he was a kid, that got him thrown into prison. He still remained faithful to it. And that's what saved him from prison. That's what saved his family from prison. And that's what saved the whole nation of Israel through the famine that came after that. How we walk through a season matters. How we walk through a season of life matters. Consequences to the way that we stay faithful or forsake the gifts of God in our lives. Paul and Joseph were able to get out of their own way and to see that God had blessed them to bless others. What we see from their example is that they didn't give up on God and God didn't give up on them because sometimes, maybe they knew this, sometimes being uncomfortable is actually the center of God's will because he's wanting to do something through our lives that we can't see right now. The disciples on the boat in the storm, Jesus is sleeping below. 
thinking that they're going to die is the center of God's will. They're afraid for their lives. And they're with, God is with them. And they can't even think that this is the center of God's will, but it's, it is. Lazarus laying on the bed about to die, that is the center of God's will for his life. Daniel in the lion's den, the center of God's will for his life. Look what comes from that. Jesus on the cross, hanging there asking, my God, why would you forsake me? The center of God's will for his life. God had to turn his back to Jesus one time so that he wouldn't have to turn his back to us ever again. Living blessed should not be self-focused, but focused on others. And you know what? When we get to heaven, we won't be graded on how comfortable our lives are. We're going to be graded on how much we could get out of the way and remain faithful to the blessing of God on our lives for others because we've been blessed to be a blessing to others. Know that you're blessed this morning. Know that God is working with you. You're not alone. God is with you. There's an eternal purpose for every physical situation that we're going through. Would you pray with me? If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church, or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.